On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, what do you get when you have college friends, teammates, rivals, NBA stars, and lifelong jokesters? You get Richard Jefferson and Gill's 20-plus year friendship. Since meeting as AAU players to a recruitment trip that almost made the whole thing fall apart, Gill and Richard have been going tit-for-tat for a long time. If one sets the bar, the other not only raises it, but makes it unreachable. For Gil, this comes from a genuine bond with Richard, not just from talent on the basketball court, but connecting as personalities. As Richard's career showed us, he was a great athlete, a high flyer, and an excellent teammate. Just like Gil, he had fun with it, but when it was game time, he was all the way locked in. For both of them, that was the bond at Arizona, and coming from an ultra-talented squad, they were able to stand out at the next level in the NBA. This is a great episode of No Show Podcast, way overdue to get Arizona teammate Richard Jefferson on, but it's a damn good one. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast for every episode as soon as they drop. Don't forget the No Chill channel on YouTube, and don't forget every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. He's Gilbert Arenas, and I think... Guys, do we have to touch gloves before we get started? Nah, yeah, this time. <laughs> this is my guy. <laughs> You're a guy, but, you know, this is Richard Jefferson right here. Arizona alum, and, you know, there's this is a friendly rivalry that's been going on for 20 years. I, no, 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 this is not a rivalry. Like, people are just now getting an inner look because, like, we're on social media and we're both retired. But our relationship that people are just now seeing has been going on since <laughs> I was 17 and he was 15. Like, just at basketball, the pump camps. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I met his dumb ass. Yeah. Well, so, no chill flashback. This was early, maybe episode one or two. We told the story of his recruitment visit. <laughs> A young kid from the Valley didn't really get out in the world too much, and he shows up at Arizona, and you and Luke... Yeah, yeah. Were his... We were hosting. So this was the funny thing about Gilbert, is that, like... He's always been special ever since we were kids. And so I saw Gilbert at this basketball camp and he was really, really good, super young, but just like balling at this camp. Skinny, little, but quick, all this stuff. So fast forward two years, I'm a freshman in Arizona and I didn't see him, I don't think the following summer. So I'm in college and it was after my freshman year. And so sophomore year was, no, no, it was, no, it was my freshman year. It was my freshman year at school. Cause you came, yeah, it was my freshman year. So I'm freshman year. They're like, oh, we got this guy coming in. Now, Reuben Douglas was a part of our freshman class. Arizona had one of the top freshman classes. And they were like, yo, this kid coming in. And Reuben was really good. Reuben ended up leading the country in scoring. He transferred to New Mexico mainly because of this guy. But he ended up leading the country in scoring. So the dude could play. Mm-hmm. So they all of a sudden go, no, this kid Gilbert's coming in. Gilbert Arenas, he's good, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, we got Reuben here at the two guard. We got somebody else. I think Luke Recker was You're thinking about transferring. Him. And they're like, no, 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 he's good, blah, blah. I was like, all right, whatever. And I was like, I don't remember. All of a sudden, this fu- this goofy-faced kid walked in. I was like, oh, this is the kid? This goofy kid from the pump cap? I was like, oh, hell no. Was like, he running oh. shoes? Did he have braces Yeah, time? braces at times. Like, hell no, with no wire. I don't even know how his braces were working. But I was just, just for looks? Yeah, no wire. Literally, this is like no wire, just, no wire. just the pieces on it. I was like, are they going to wire them bitches together? Because the wire's broke, and I, you know. He just never went just never back had and got them. He just kept them on. Like, this is a kid that's on the college campus with braces on. Like, what kind of shit is this? So 
that whole recruiting visit, all we did was kind of like make fun of him because I knew him, but I was like, oh, well, so where else is going? He's like, uh, Kansas State and Cal State Northridge. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, you're a real typical Arizona recruit. So all we did was blast him and mess with him because like that was his personality. And lo and behold, that man showed up on campus the next year and caused problems. Like this dude had that, those braces on and won the preseason NIT MVP at 17. It's like, and rest is history. But it could have gone way different. If that visit, you're like, oh man, I don't really want to go there. I'm going to go, I've always been a big fish in a small pond. I'm going to go to Kansas State. No, 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 no. Um, like you had to look at the talent. Like my hopes was, you know, this, you have a school with its history of producing pros. So when they, you know, when Ludoson came to my house, it was, you know, we have Jason Terry, who was just number 10 in the draft, right? We have Jason Terry, he redshirted, went four years. So he's guaranteeing me a pro shot. You know, and that's why I chose Arizona. It was, it was the, like, yeah, I was getting guaranteed you're gonna start here, thousand minutes as a freshman. He guaranteed me a pro. Like, Jason, like, I know who Jason Terry is. I know who Mike maybe was. You know, so I've watched. And so you're saying, I can be a pro? Well, and, well I'm going to take, yeah, my, I'm taking yeah, my chances. And, and that's where Lute Olsen, people, you know, history obviously doesn't remember as well as people that lived it. But it was like, that's where he was so good at, is at the end of four years. Now, Gilbert's, like, rise was accelerated because of his talent. But it's like, at the end of four years, so many guys went on to have long careers that weren't these, like, like Sean Rooks, mm -hmm. Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler, Tom Tolbert. Like, I can go down the list of guys that played in the 80s and 90s that, like, you could point at. And then all of a sudden, it was just because Arizona guys had a, had a reputation in the league for having high basketball IQs, good teammates, and good people. Ultimately, the reason why I could fuck with Gilbert and people are just now seeing our relationships and our personalities is because in colleges, people recruit people. So, like, my, my personality, personality recruited his personality. So even though it didn't matter what I said to him, he just rolled his eyes and laughed. And it was the same way. Like, Mike Bibby, his personality and, like, how goofy he was and funny. And he was really, he's not as much out in the public eye, but he's a funny, like, over the top. So, like, he recruited me. Miles Simon recruited me. And so, you know, and again, like Luke Walton, who people don't understand, he's a crazy person. He's a full-on crazy person. That's my best friend. Yeah, yeah, and, he yeah. was, and he helped recruit Gilbert Arenas. If anybody needs a better look at inside of, like, who Luke Walton really is that's not Coach Walton, that's more of an indication of who he is uh, by the company he keeps. Well, you were, you played with him as a kid. You'd, like, sleep over their house and stuff, right? Who? Luke. That was Zahn. Was that Zahn that you yeah, played? Yeah, that was, I played with uh, Andrew Zahn. Zahn, Andrew Zahn. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told me a story that you would sleep at their house. Oh, and it was no, bad. The they used to the bully house. Gilbert. They used to bully Gilbert to the point of tears. <laughs> to the point of tears. Do you ever hear this story? Oh, no, no. But oh, so let imagine. me tell you this story. Now, look, we all have these AAU stories. <laughs> I had one story where I played my first AAU tournament and I was never going to go again because I'd never played organized basketball. Mm -hmm. I was like 15. I played so bad. The kids made fun of me. And it was my first time on the Arizona Stars. And so my mom calls, or they call my mom. And I hear my mom saying, hey, she's like, hey, you know you have a, a, you're supposed to go to Colorado Springs this weekend. And I was like, tell those people I'm not going. Last trip was the worst trip of my life, right? She goes back in there and she goes, uh-huh, okay, okay. All right, she hangs up the phone. She comes back in. She's like, 
hey, they already paid for your ticket and we don't have money to pay them back, so you're going. After that, you don't have to go anymore. And I was just like, and I just knew I was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gilbert, oh. So apparently Gilbert was on this AAU team and this kid Andrew Zahn was like, as a sophomore or freshman, he was like the number one freshman in the country or the number five sophomore, like big, big deal, mm-hmm. right? So apparently he was on the same AAU team as Gilbert and he would just shoot the ball every time, but he was so mean to Gilbert, so mean. I did not know this, but fast forward, Gilbert is now, were you freshman with him? No, it was our sophomore year. Sophomore, sophomore, year. sophomore year. Sophomore year, this kid, Gilbert now at, was after being all freshman, all everything, whatever. Sophomore year, Gilbert's a sophomore, this kid shows up and this guy just, like Gilbert, just, we talked about it, like just eviscerating somebody. Gilbert took every piece of his like confidence. And Andrew's on, if you see this, like, that was, that's not cool what he did. But Andrew did say, it's like, shut up, Gilbert. You're just mad because I made you cry when you weren't playing as a freshman. <laughs> and to tell me and Luke and Lauren Woods and all of us that, oh, we just, we cried laughing. So they just had this big battle of like, like who was going to be more disrespectful to each other the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> It was 40, it was 40 stars who we went to Virginia. I think it was the Boo Williams camp. And like this is my first, this is my first time like on this big traveling team. I got, got my gold and black jersey and just got bitched. And then every time I got in to score, Andrew Zahn told his dad and the coach pulled me out. Like it was just one of those experiences. He wasn't into the scoring guards. Like, yeah, and I was just. Like, it was just one of those things, like, oh, my God, they're doing this to me. Like, I'm all the way out here. I can't go back home. Like, I, I was crying. Mm-hmm. So when he came. Yeah, kid's crying. When he came, I would not let him see a bucket gun. <laughs> if he shot a jump shot, I would hit his arm. I would go 10. I would foul him on the face. I it didn't give two shits about <laughs> I was going to make him pay. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like, imagine going a month. Going a month in basketball and you didn't see a basket go in. That's, that's what I did. Foul them, I don't give a shit. Foul them, hold them, check it up. He shot, slap that shit. You're not, gonna, you're not taking nobody's and, and position. Look, and, look, and, and what's real though is that like I had, if it wasn't for my mom saying, no, you gotta go. We don't have money to pay these people $200 or $150 <laughs> for a ticket. Mm-hmm. So I knew once my mom said that, I was like, <laughs> I'm going on this trip. Luckily, the next trip, like I'm talking about these dudes hated me. They hated me. Like, I didn't know how to inbound the ball. I would like inbound the ball, it would get stolen. They would get a layup and these dudes would look at you like, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. It was bad. And then it's just like, but then you figure it out. And But it's just like for anybody that thinks that like, it's just this straight trajectory, even when you're like a kid. Yeah, you might have athletic gifts. You might be good at something, but like the process, <laughs> Ain't always fun. That shit's not always fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think there's a lesson there, right? But yeah, payback's it's a pay, bitch. payback's a bitch. But but also you don't forget, right? You're payback. You're, you're you gotta compete. And and, and Zom, Zom was a very good dude. I actually know his brothers really well because I live in Hermosa Beach. They're they're down that way. So I, I see his brothers bunch. Really good dudes, but again, you're talking about like kids. You're talking about kids. Yeah. And it's like now you're not even talking about just kids, but you're talking about kids with national attention. So it's like, I don't think he was a bad dude. Like, we all know Gilbert's an asshole, so he probably like <laughs> egged them on at some point in time when they were kids. I mean, at that point, 
That sort of created the monster. Actually. Well, the monster was yeah. just the monster was just monster ready was to in be there. The, yeah. yeah, but the that monster. no, no, that's what was creating monsters. Yeah. Situations like that. Yeah. Situations like that where you're trying well, to be a teammate and hold up. I'm trying to think of what it is about his personality that caused people to poke him like that. No, well, no, Were you because too nice. No, no, no. Then I was, I was quiet. Yeah. You know, that, that was like my first experience, so I didn't know what to expect. So you know, you're sitting there watching. You come in, you try to play your game, but you know, you got to think about a team that's built around this one player. You know what I mean? You know, so if he's expected to get the ball 20, 30 times, that that's what we had to do. I didn't know that. I never practiced with these guys like that. I'm just going in, but Gilbert, playing my Gil game. But Gilbert isn't a habitual line stepper. He's yeah, like a habitual line stepper, right? Like, and that's not even like, and I don't think, and this is the thing because I know him and like, I've always looked out for Gilbert, even though we don't talk. <laughs> we don't ever talk. I don't, I don't know text. how that's possible. No, for instance, right? We're, uh, can we talk about like in Washington when I told you like to chill out? Well, which one? Well, the, I'll let, let me tell the story, and if we need to so edit it. So the answer is yes. So so let me, I'll tell the story, and then we'll edit it if we if we can. Is that what I said? Which one? So, yeah, so yeah. Gilbert... <laughs> is being himself. He had an incident happen that is famously talked about. And he was, you know, goofing off a little bit and kind of joking around. And me and Gilbert don't talk. But I went into the locker room, literally left my locker room pregame, went into his locker room specifically to talk to him. <laughs> and I'm like, Gil, you gotta chill out. And he's like, but dude, like, that's what I do. I joke, everybody. I'm like, but Gil, this is not, like, please, Gilbert, I'm just trust me. Didn't listen, and all of a sudden you see these Washington Wizards intros and all of these things that are like making a mockery. Then next thing I know, our guy had to take a little moment of silence. But it was like even in that moment, like I've all I've always looked out for Gilbert and always tried to have his best interest, even when like we don't talk because I know who he is. He is an ultra ultra competitor. He just wants to play, but he's an habitual line stepper all the time with everything. Sometimes you just got to see how far that line is. You just got to, you, you just got, see Richard. But you Rich, can't keep touching the no, top see, of the stove if no, it's no, no, hot. See, Richard, you're gonna get see Richard runs, he'll run full speed and then he has this stopping point. Yeah. Me, I'm like, Most ha I beat you. But there's only, there's only like certain people that can beat me, <laughs> right? And I say that knowing that like I'm not all the way up there. I, I push limits, especially like I push limits as much. I've gotten a couple of talking to's from people that I work <laughs> with. I'm like, I don't know if that's acceptable, but like Gilbert's the one person, but Gilbert is a line, like, I'll tell a story, I've never said this before. We were in our locker room, I don't know what happened, right? And like, we were all like competitive, we were all competing, but we were like on a very good team. So we knew that it wasn't gonna be like one person. But what we used to do is like, if he was playing against like a high level two guard, like Casey Jacobson, or if Lauren Woods at the time was playing against Chris Mim, we would just give the ball to that one person the whole game <laughs> and then try and shut Chris Mim down. Or we would shut in just the rate, like even we played Eddie House. Yep. Gilbert, Gil, Eddie House went for 61, played us a week later, we gave the ball to Gilbert every time and we did like a five on one <laughs> yeah, against, yeah, yeah. against Eddie House. But I remember Gilbert, we were arguing about something and he just, he just cuts, he's just mean, right? He's like, how the f are you even gonna make it to the NBA? You can't even dribble. And then like walked <laughs> off. And I was like, who said anything about the NBA? Why are we talking about that, Gil? Like, Wait, where'd that come from? It's just mean. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm 19, I wanna make it in the Your NBA. Your point of view is mean, but what people- We're all NBA players. <laughs>
five of us. We, <laughs> you don't think we've talked about the NBA? We're all NBA players on this team right here. No. So that was like our, like, that was crushing, our like, boop, boop. He's trying to crush dreams. Yeah. Right? And I couldn't dribble. I like this gun. I couldn't. That's all <laughs> he didn't need to. I but you could jump over him. But I could jump over. Well, I was like, yeah. I was yeah. like, Gilbert, I don't really, I like, I can, like, my three-point line in game is great. But, like, full court or three-point line to three-point line, not so much. Three-point line in, my handle is perfect. That's all I need. It was just But me. I'm thinking, like, psychiatrist chair here. Was it because you saw what he could do and you were jealous of that? He was our leading scorer. Doesn't matter. He wants what he couldn't have. No, that was just how we. That's how we cut. Like, come on, you but gotta appreciate cut. what he could do. No, you no, have to no, cut. No, like, you gotta. Did yeah. you hear the recruiting visit? That's you gotta yeah, remember. I think that's, I think that's, that's not what the it was. Dynamic of our relationship. <laughs> Pushing lines. You gotta remember. He hold that he, grudge. He's yeah. like, uh, uh, uh. I'm that so guy. the only way to stop it, you gotta like really get in there and then poof, get out there because he's gonna. Okay, I got him. I'm and we all and we all had that. Like, there was a guy, Ricky Anderson, that was on our team. I think what you guys figured out, though, that not every program could probably pull this off, like let's say Duke, for example, right? That you need to have fun and be your personality and be who you are. Otherwise, we're never going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's but that's how, we, you recruit, yeah, yeah. that's how you recruit those guys. That's why, like, when they talk about the family tree, it's because it really is. When you look at universities, right, especially ones that have one head coach for 10, 15, 20 years, you all know how to recruit the same type of personalities because when you go on the visit, if you have fun with these groups of guys, it's because you guys all get along. Like you all like the same things and then it just, the, that can continue. And with Arizona, it started in 83 and went to 2006 or seven when Lou Olson's retired. That's a long family tree of guys and we all get along, whether it's Steve Kerr that, that'll be in text chains or Damon Stoudemire, guys that like, we never were we're, a part we're probably, of it. We're probably one of the only, we have to say we're the only group that has their own text chain of ex-players. Well, maybe from like three different generations. generations yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that there's probably a bunch the, of like yeah, we have Kansas the, and Kentucky. And, yeah. and like we have, guys. I mean, <laughs> we, we have a- We have guys that played in 85, 85. up until 2005. What did they say about your group? Cause you kind of we brag the we brag the most until like Damon comes out and yeah, hit us yeah. with the <laughs> hit us with the stomp. But it's again, again, it's like we were so fortunate, man. Like especially even watching the Last Dance, having like Judd Bushler, um, Steve Kerr, mm -hmm. those guys that were such big parts of like what we were growing up. Like wow, to have two Arizona guys be huge parts of like the Jordan dynasty. So it was like you know Steve Kerr talked at my basketball camp. Like I lived in San Diego. Me and Luke did a basketball camp in San Diego. All of a sudden Steve Kerr comes in. Now, looking back, think about these kids that were at my basketball camp 10 years ago, 15 years ago. The head coach of the Warriors used to come and talk, and, you know, and he was now you see him on the last dance. So the Arizona, you know, tree, if you will, man, is fun because, like, it goes back in history. You still see it, you know, prevalent today. Uh, that's why that, that coaching hire this year was such a big deal because it's like there's a lot involved in that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This I'm not going to say anything. Guy. Not, I mean, I could ask you. That's what? I mean, do you think it was right that they went out of the tree? <laughs> they went out of the tree. They went out of the tree before. Sean Miller was not a part of the tree. So that was not it. We've talked. We talked. They need to go back to that. Well, no, 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 no. I just, look. 
too late now, it happened. It's not about who you hire, and I, and I say that with full respect to Damon and Miles and JT and all the people. It's not about who you hire, just about how you handle the process. And we've talked about that. Me and Gil, we were on text chains, and there were people, and we'll keep, we'll keep names out of this, but there were people that like all of a sudden jumped in a text chain with like nine of us, and we're like, hey guys, I know you don't know me, but I think this is a good idea. And it's like, if you don't get the like out of here. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll start off first. And so so Gilbert starts going. Wait, how did they get added in the first place? No, so there's a chain of like 20 of us. 20, 33. 30, 30 of us, 30 of us. I've heard. And then all of a sudden I get on this thing with like one other name. And I actually knew the individual or I'd met the individual before. But like all of a sudden there was like a nine person text sure. chain with this long text about, oh, I felt like this and this was a good idea. And but I just wanted, and all of a sudden Gilbert goes first <laughs> and just starts to this dude. So then this dude starts arguing back with Gilbert and I was like, duh. And so I, I, I sent a message like, just like read the room, dude. This ain't the right time for that. And then I left the conversation. Last of all, I was like, read the room. This is not the time for this conversation. The next thing I know, the end says, you have left the conversation. <laughs> like I left because I'm like, people. There were so many like I don't want to I don't want to say hands in the pot, but there were so many people trying to position themselves. Right, like this is a top ten program. That's like being a top ten company in in anything. Like there, are, it's it's a Game of Thrones. There are people positioning themselves and pushing themselves, whether it's for scoops in the news segment or you know being able to have connection to the players if you're you know different people. So it was just a lot, and you know I think the coach is going to be fine. I think Lloyd is going to do an adequate job of representing Arizona. Like the most quiet you've ever been. <clears throat> I'm just, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm loyal to you or anything. So, you know, I would rather have seen someone, you know, that played. But in we Arizona. are here now. We are here now. So now, what do we do? I understand. I understand your point completely. So now, what do we do? Uh, watch Georgia Tech. Josh <laughs> Fashner, baby, Arizona. Like, I mean, look. If I look, I can't watch Josh <laughs> because. When I look at Josh, I'm like, Josh, if you don't lose 15 pounds immediately or get out of my sight, I'm like Mugatu. No, I'm like Mugatu and Zoolander. If you don't lose 15 pounds immediately, get out of my building. <laughs> but that's how we do each other. It's like, 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 but, we, but he Josh plays. Josh looks like he ate Josh. Yeah. And Josh was like the hardest working, working hardest. out yes, person was, I've right? ever, yes, ever seen. It just happens when you get older, you yeah. lose the motivation. No, Josh has got a motivation, but, but we more. have to make fun of him. Yeah, we just got that terrible face mask. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's this. I'm going to say you, have a, you guys have a bond. Who? Arizona? Yes. yes. Arizona, don't stop But the way that you... What's the point? Our bond started... Did y'all start the first five-mile run? Because you and... Ah, uh, yeah. That, now, that was an amazing week. <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> so, me and Luke are not the smartest people in the world, right, when we were 19 years old. So, we live off campus our, after our freshman year, but we don't have a car. And we don't really realize, but we're like, we'll get to campus, we'll figure it out. Luke was going to go, Luke ended up getting this long Cadillac that his dad had, whatever. So, it was a super long Cadillac. But we were not going to go get it for like two more weeks because of whatever reason it was getting worked on and it'd be ready in two weeks. So we had planned on living off campus. We didn't have a car. All of a sudden, our, our preseason workouts start. We're late to our preseason workouts. I shit you not. Me and Luke are in front 
of our apartment complex, which is all students, trying to hitchhike <laughs> to get to campus. Because we were like, oh, shit. Because I think whoever was supposed to give us a ride couldn't, or they weren't picking up the phone. So we had to go. We got to our preseason conditioning late at like 8 o'clock or something. So the next morning, we had to run five miles at 5 a.m., the whole group. Like, so like all of a sudden, the next thing you know, so we know you can't be late to that. We had to run at the top of McHale Center mm-hmm. five miles because we were late. Fast forward like three more days, we're late again. <laughs> five miles at the top. This is how they start their freshman year preseason. <laughs> and then everybody's like, well, they gonna make us run five. We gonna make them run five. We gonna be late. So then people just start being, then we, our coaches were just like, we don't care how long it takes you guys to learn this lesson. You're going to learn this lesson. So we ended up probably running about 20 miles that 20. first. That, that, first, that first was real. Like, that was real. And it was only because we didn't have a vehicle, and me and him both lived off campus. And it the was rest just of us stupid. didn't care. And, and, the they, fact yeah, that we got and then they were mad at us that we had to do it. But I remember Jason Gardner was just like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I, like, if this is college, like, if this is five miles, like, five, because Lute, like, Lute Olsen was very ahead of the curve when it came to, like, resting versus practice. Yeah. We had one two-a-day practice, and that was the first day, and you would practice for, like, an hour or two, go home, come back, warm up, and play a game, mm-hmm. a 40-minute game. That was it. That's the shit I signed up for. That, that John Chaney 5 a.m. practicing, not, don't even call me. Right, so yeah. That's why, it was, that's why it was funny because it was like one of those things. It's like we're only running now because we're assholes. Yeah, like we're we're running now, but they're on time. We're like, oh no, nah, they're not just gonna be on time. I had to run ten miles, make it fifteen. See you at five a.m. And it was laughing and joking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking as a coach. And you see, this is what I got to work with. These kids are just roasting. Competitive. 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 I you, guess. You start no, thinking. No, no, no. But between those lines, between those lines. Oh yeah, we was. It was fucking. It was cutthroat. Like, let, let, in perspective, like my my best friend and roommate played the exact same position as me, mm. and we're all trying to make it to the NBA. <laughs> so like, I'm trying to go at his neck, and like, no disrespect to Luke, like played in the league for ten years. So there would be a lot of days where he would be going at my neck, and he would be cutting back door because I wasn't paying attention, just such a smart player, make it like killing me. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden coach would be cussing me out mm-hmm. and I'd have to get in a car <laughs> and drive back home with him. <laughs> we eat dinner with our roommates and then be in class the next day. And then the next day I would try and kill him. So it was like the one thing that coach never worried about was us on the court because just that collection of group, especially over a couple of generations and eras, our level of competitiveness, and that was back when college basketball was actually college basketball, where people were like all Americans across the board. So you all you had to have a loaded squad. But no, yeah, we were Blue Olson, man. And, was, and is that the thing? Is that even possible anymore? No. Guys, no. you would have never gone to Arizona today if you would have seen who they had on that roster. No, because yeah, it's not it's not the same competitiveness. He knows it. Because most of the stars are leaving. Like you got to remember, you I got there. There's four McDonald's All Americans on the team. That never that never happens. Because someone someone would have left. Yeah, now yeah, someone would have left. Like I remember, we used to joke after our freshman year, after my freshman year, because um, Lauren Woods could have gone. Yeah, Lauren Woods could have gone and been top ten pick, and he was staying because we was joking around talking about well, f- we gonna leave then. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Richard was like, realistically, I'm the only one that can leave. Gilbert, 
We don't think he leave, but hey, if y'all leave, well, I'm leaving. Why, I'm not getting stuck with Lauren this. Lauren had a back surgery that needed to have. I was healthy at the end of the season. I would have been like a late first round pick my sophomore year, but truly, truly never really thought about it. Thought about it for like 48 hours and <laughs> yeah, never yeah. was just like, nah, I'm not leaving these dudes. It's just too much fun. <laughs> uh, and I knew like late first round pick means you sprain your ankle, you fall to the second round. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. They weren't just drafting, you know, and it was like to move up in the draft wasn't, it wasn't, it, you know, so I would just like go back to school because it was so loaded. So even the way it is today now, like you would go to school. Think about Jason Terry didn't start until his senior year wins National Player of the Year and plays in the league for 19 years. No one's ever going to follow that format of like, I'm going to go to a top 10 program, come off the bench, be there for four years and never start. Like, no, you, you're just not going to see that. Yeah, I mean, there's upside, <clears throat> so you would get drafted based on that, or there's now, now because now, <clears throat> because our draft was the first high school draft, where a majority of those <laughs> yeah, kids were high school a kids. A lot so of kids. That's what really, that's what really changed it, because then potential, mm -hmm. the word potential was kicking in. Like, upside. <clears throat> upside. No, back then it was potential. Yeah. So, me coming into the draft, remember we're, we're in Chicago, and you know how you ask me like, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> where are you going? It's like, oh yeah, I'm a lottery. <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? Hey, where you going? But you understand that, like every step of the way, Gilbert is making his presence felt and known. Every step of the way. Yeah. But the, all from that. But, no, no. But think about think about you went all the way to the national championship, and you asked ten guys you've never seen in your life in college basketball, and they're top ten. Not the high school kids. Just t like Rodney White, like who the f who yeah, are you? Yeah, but, the, the, but that's I, what I'm saying because I didn't know what potential was. I didn't know what I didn't. But know that's that but that was. but that's also was stupid. Be like, look, these people make mistakes was. all the time. Like Gilbert obviously should have never gone that way. It worked out well for him, I guess. But there was also guys like Joe Johnson. Mm -hmm. Me and Joe Johnson, we were same height, same kind of build. Um, like he was more skilled, I was more athletic, but we worked out against each other like six times to the point where we've been boys or like we would be like working out. I'd never met him. Who's this kid from yeah. Arkansas? We're the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah. season. we go to the tournament national championship game. All of a sudden I'm working out with some kid from Arkansas that I've never heard of. And it wasn't like Cincinnati that had DeMar Johnson and had Kenya Martin. It was like, no, this kid from Arkansas is really good. I get in a workout, that mother bust my ass so bad in the first workout. Cause I wasn't a one-on-one -on -one player mm -hmm. to Gilbert's like, you can't dribble point. <laughs> so by the end of the workouts, I start, obviously it starts become a little bit even paired. I think he goes 10, I goes 13, but it was like, there were so many guys that you had never heard yeah. of. And you walk in there thinking like, yo, like I'm pretty all American, <laughs> national championship number one. Who's this kid from New NC Char UNC Charlotte? That kid's nice. <laughs> the kid's nice. Rodney White was nice. Yeah, I know. They were was so funny. They were all nice, nice, but it was just the fact that, like, you're in this big stage. You're in this big stage. You're in a championship. And you've never seen any of these players that's entered the draft and they're, I'm a number number eight pick, number two. And you're like, how? But then all how? of a sudden you start seeing like Joe. The like, first how? workout I did was against um, it was against it was in Detroit. It was Joe Johnson and it was uh, Rodney Rodney White. And I was not a one-on-one -on -one player, I was a system player. You know, I hadn't really gotten my game like that as a, an individual. And it was literally like one-on-one -on -one the whole time, right? And I was just like, I wasn't, I was not ready. Cause I didn't, cause a lot of things like, I didn't do one-on-one -on -one cause I, 
I didn't want to get injured before the draft. You don't want to sprain your ankle. You don't want to do anything. So like you didn't do a lot of one-on-one. Everybody wanted to see if I could improve my outside shot. So I spent hours in the gym working on my outside shot, stuff like that. You get in that, those dudes were so nice at one-on-one mm -hmm. that it was just like, yeah, they're good. I went against Vladimir Radmanovich, Radman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolute flamethrower. Like a flamethrower. Like I'm working out this dude is some Serbian dude I've never heard of. <laughs> like, how old are you? He's like, uh, 19. I'm like, damn. I'll look up. He's six foot eight, built like I am. And when I tell you every time they fire him the ball, he looks like Drazen Petrovic. It's just yeah. like, Choo. and he's like, one time he's yelling at the guy, like, because they're just passing. He's like, faster. And it was like a machine. And all of a sudden I'm watching this guy and I was like, yeah, that guy's going to be drafted pretty high. <laughs> right? So it's like the high school kids were just like you were drafting on talent, but there were a lot of guys that you had never heard of that you would get in a workout with, and you were just like... Now imagine, you're, now imagine a one-on-one -on -one player playing against these one-on-one -on -one players, killing them. So I'm sitting here, God, like, I'm in heaven. Like, like, trash, 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 trash. I'm good. Didn't we talk on draft night? I feel, no, we talked on draft night, but I also feel like we, uh, what workout did we do together? Was it Golden Washington. State or Washington? Because that was like Zach Randolph and- No, 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 it was me, you, Joe Johnson, Sean Lampley. Sean Lampley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I said. You were and murdering. That's what I said, one-on-one, -on -one, I'm murdering. And I'm like, like, I'm the number one pick. Point, and at that point in time, I'm just feeding Gilbert like- I'm like, I'm the number one pick. Go ahead, Gil. But that's my, think about the confidence. So this is what, so I'm hearing about Joe Johnson, so I finally get in the workout with him. We're playing one-on-one, -on -one. I get Richard. Cool. So I ain't got to pass the ball. So I'm so, that's what I'm saying. So I'm going in the draft day like, yeah, might be like top three, five, seven, you know, Washington. I don't know. Maybe my, you know, that's my I, confidence. Yeah, I was in the worst spot too because I was like slotted somewhere between 10 and 20. So I had to work out from teams with the seventh pick on down to the teams with like the 23rd pick because you had to see them all. You have mm -hmm. to see your range yeah. and then a little bit above in case a team wants to trade it because that's what happened. Jersey had the seventh pick. They end up trading the seventh pick for three first round picks. So the only way is if I work out for seven mm -hmm. for them to see that they want to trade down to get multiple picks because they needed to fill out Jersey, needed to fill out their roster with a bunch of young players because they had a bunch of injuries and they drafted me, Jason Collins, Brandon Armstrong, and Scalabrini. So even then we talk about a draft. Think about that. The Nets, three of the four players that they drafted played 10 plus years in the league. Like that's... That, that's a good start. And you just don't see it now because all of us were juniors or seniors or more established guys that you could get, you could insert. Like imagine like a Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard is very good, but it's just more because he's a polished player. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden he can contribute, he can do stuff. And we're not talking about guys that are crazy talented like LaMelo Ball. They're like those guys, yes, they're gonna be able to contribute. But back in the day, you used to get those three, four year guys that would come in and really be able to contribute early on in the league. But I'm thinking that time when you guys were in the draft, you, so the hype was on you coming out of Arizona. You were, you were more upside potential. No, no. no. It, you know, it, it wasn't the, the weird thing about our whole group is that like, it was like, it was very fluctuated because Lauren Woods, he ended up having back, so they were nervous about that. Mm -hmm. So he fell to the second round. Michael Wright was an undersized power forward, so he fell to the second round. But Gilbert before was that, fucking crazy, so he fell to the second round. But before, but I wanted before, to ask what happened. No, 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 before that, but they were all first rounders. 
right? Yeah, everybody. All every, four of us was supposed to have been first rounders. Yeah, everybody was like, everybody was supposed to be like in the first round. Like, I kid you not, after they called my name 13, I was like excited for like five minutes. And then my next like thing was like, all right, where are my guys gonna go? All right, like where are my guys gonna go? And then obviously he had a shady agent, you know, that mm -hmm. sent all three of them to the same place. No, because I thought I was going, so I thought I was going to at least, at least worst case scenario, 25 to sack. And I was like, who do they draft? Uh, um, Wallace. Gerald. And I was like, mm, I'm not going, first of all, I'm not going 25. 18, Portland, okay. Zach Randolph. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm like, 18, okay, that's me. That's me if I somehow said, but I, I thought I was uh, Boston the whole time. But they, had three, but they had three picks. All right, let's take a break. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage you can try. And I can tell you, in this day and age, especially things are getting busy, things are picking back up, you gotta keep on top of your nutrition and you gotta make it easy. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health. That's what it is. There's so many things that you've got to organize and so much balance that you want to get into nutrition. Vitamin D, vitamin C, protein, calcium, enzymes, omega-3s, all those things that you need, get it in one place and simplify Simplify the process. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products. And that's what it was for me that sunk me. It was trying to keep up with everything, forgetting what you needed, running out of stuff. If you get it all in one place, that was the answer. That was the answer. And finding it with Athletic Greens is exactly that. All in one place, simple, easy, and it tastes good. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations over the last decade and counting. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best daily nutritional habit on the planet. It's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these upcoming spring months, they're offering fans of the Nocho podcast a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit our link today. Basically, you'll never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering all your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple, tasty, and efficient. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash nochill to join health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash nochill to get your free, your supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Athleticgreens.com slash nochill. 
And look who's back, our good friends at Keeps. You know, it's a point in life we all get to. It's a mature age where you look at yourself and there's things you want to update and address. And some of that, for some of us, can be hair loss. And it's a difficult process. It's a time to accept what's in the mirror and do something about it. And that's where Keeps comes in. Two out of three men will experience some Fordham hair loss by the time they're 35, with more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffering from male pattern baldness. And there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. It's convenient with a virtual doctor consultation and medications that are delivered straight to your door every three months so you don't have to leave your house. And it's affordable. Treatments start at just 10 bucks per month and keeps offers generic versions. It comes in discreet packaging and it delivers proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And the thing is, it's all about prevention. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So you act now, plant those seeds, and watch things come back to you. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to KEE. PS.com slash no chill receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash no chill. K E E P S dot com slash no chill to get your first free month. Keeps.com slash no chill. K E E P S dot com slash no chill. First month of free. Take action. Do something about it. Go to keeps. But the problem with Gilbert. In, in hindsight, is that they didn't know that his shooting capability was going to go where it was. So at that point in time, he was a combo hybrid guard, yeah, they didn't, and they didn't have that. They, today, like Lou Will, like you see, like not like a Steph Curry, and that's not like I'm not saying he was like a game, shooter like that. Yeah. But the guys that are just like scoring guards, like they didn't have that nearly as much as they did back in the day. It was the you know that was still the era of John Stockton. Yeah, there was like, Jason can you play Kidd one? And Steve Nash. He didn't play one. Can you run the team? Can you run the court? Not score manager. Not yeah, that's right. that's what it was. And so they were like, he's he is short. Right? Yeah, you're short, short, but short for a shooting guard. So that's what that's what I learned quick. Yeah. So I mean, after I got drafted, I'm I'm you know crying. You know another cry moment. Um, <laughs> another cry moment. Hot. You know, call, I'm going to call Ronnie Tension. Can I come back to college? No, I can't. Well, you were mad that you went in the second round? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Well, you didn't know that you went in the second round? No, I didn't know. I was going, like, why am I in the second round? Oh, I could have told you that. Yeah, see, I mean, we had that. We had, it was so funny. Is we, we had that conversation. <laughs> Like yeah, I don't think you're well, gonna. Like, I don't okay. think you're gonna go where you think you're gonna no, go. So like, like, wait, wait, what? 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 You, you know something I don't know? Well, Gilbert, Gilbert didn't fully, un- maybe still doesn't understand <laughs> that per- that that behavior can affect like uh, elevation the of performance. The way you present yourself. Yeah, and there was a couple of moments that he had in the pre-draft that if they did any sort of background check on him, they were like, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, they see him in the pre-draft, and they're like, uh, then when it came to, should we draft him in, this, in the first round, they were like, uh. Boston, no. I mean, look, listen, come on. Come on. Gil. I came from Arizona, bro. Gil. We're in shape like crazy. Like, we, we take our shit serious. You're putting me on this treadmill, bro, to see my fitness today? But and the season doesn't start into... Yeah, but October? It was, it was, but Gil, okay. So that, people, is the dumb, they, that was the they, dumbest so thing I've ever you seen. You know the story, but for people that might not, Gilbert goes to the pre-draft camp, which is all 
every kid that you're getting a draft to go. Some kids have to play to go up and down in the draft to see how they handle it. Some guys, like, I don't think you didn't have to play. Did you have to play? Uh, I got Stephen Hunter number 15. Oh, yeah. I just, just well, run, baby. I, I didn't have to play. <laughs> run, if, you, if, you were a, if you were projected anywhere near the lottery, you didn't have to play. But guys could, guys could go up and play and push themselves high and play really well. It happens all the time. So Gilbert, like they have all these tests. Gilbert is doing these tests in Chuck Taylors and doing them more half-assed than you can ever imagine. We are on the precipice of our dreams, of the things that like 0.01% of people get to experience. And Gilbert is like, I'm not doing this treadmill test. Y'all gonna mess up my Chuck Taylors. And you're sitting here like, like people are looking at me like I'm supposed to say something to them. Like, yo, get your boy. And I'm like, oh, y'all are just meeting Gil. No, that's 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 him gonna be him forever. Forgot, yeah, but it's one of those things that I you're forgot telling, like, I was king dickhead then. 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 No, no, no. I re- oh, yeah. Did, no. He tell, did he tell you about? Did he tell you, dog? Did he tell you about when we were in the international? Uh, have you told that story before? Oh, now was the time. The this, this is bad. This is oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, again, tell, I know what you're talking so about. So this dude, we're sitting in there, and there's a bunch of Arizona guards, but it's just like all the guys that we, the whole, like, draft thing. And so they're talking. It's like pre-draft, telling stories, and they're like, you know, what do you want to get out of this league? And I think they, like, interviewed, like, Jason Collins first. <laughs> so then Gilbert starts laughing, you know, once Jason starts talking, just because we hate Stanford. <laughs> and so, like, anytime we can make fun of Stanford, we can't, like, Duke, Stanford, all the like, yeah. prestigious schools. You know, we're, like, they're the private schools in the area. We're the hood school. Mm-hmm. So we made fun of them. And the whole room keeps laughing, right? Just because it's him. So then they go, what do you want to get out of this league? What do you want to say? Well, what do you, sir, what do you want to get out of this league? Gilbert goes, thinking he's being funny. <laughs> Gilbert even knows. He has a feel for the moment. He goes, I want to be a pimp. And you're just like, oh, Gil, what are you doing? And, and then this the guy, room just goes quiet. Well, the room kind of giggles, giggles. And the guy doubled down. The guy doubles <laughs> down on Gilbert, not knowing Gilbert. Gilbert goes, the guy goes, excuse me, what did you say? And I was just like, no, Gil, don't do it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it, Gil. Don't say it. Gil goes, I want to be an international <laughs> pimp. And I was like, oh, he said it. I oh, said it. <laughs> so, so we're in, I'm you, there's hundreds of people in this room, right? And this guy just goes off on Gilbert. He goes, if that's what you think this league is about, and, what, like, and he's like, if you're talking about objectifying women and blah, 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 this isn't the place, and you could just leave. And Gilbert was like, I'll stop. Wait, line that you got to. No, he got to that it. line. He went a little over. I went over. I, the only reason I went over is because I was playing and I thought he was just going to move on. No. But then he took it serious and, and I. Gilbert took it serious. I, I doubled down too. Yeah, but, you but, doubled down, I doubled down. Walked him. But as if, you, if you're there with him, how do you just not say, like, hey, hey man, right? Especially, no. same thing with the Chucks. How much did Chucks cost you? 40, 40 bucks? Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really quickly. Can you, introduce, can you introduce yourself to this man? Like, this is Gilbert Arenas. Nice, nice. Like, what are you talking you about? your arm around him. Like, hey, I, listen, I know, listen. This, I know listen. you've done all this stuff in the past, but just for right Come now, on, there's just certain people. Right there's just there's certain, no, like, there's certain people you don't call on in a classroom. And everyone, Because you know yeah. they're not going to take it serious. We, 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 if, every, if you would have asked every player not to pick on one person, it would have been me. 
Yes. So, so what do you think? Because I wasn't going to take anything. Say, I'm just, I'm the joke guy. I'm the guy I, that I'm tries confused. to make everyone laugh. So reverse I'm psychology, you don't say anything. I'm confused with your line of questions. <laughs> like, I'm really confused. Like, you're asking if, like, I could have said something to Gilbert to stop being Gilbert? Like, but there's, there's, if there's one way to get through to him, say, it's about the money, right? So those forty dollars chucks. Yeah. If you didn't run on the truck, okay. But, no, 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 no. So okay, the truck story is different. It's different because of this. I have on chucks, right? Trying to represent LA. Mind you, they told, mind you, they told us to wear running shoes. We but all. When, yeah, when he shows up in the chucks, you say everyone does. Yeah, everyone has to run it. I've trained my ass off. Now you're telling me to run on this for what? Eighteen minutes for what? We need to check your conditioning. For what? What is the conditioning? In July, August have to do with my conditioning. You're not in you're September, not, November. It just uh, October. It didn't make sense. Okay, it didn't, so, it didn't make sense. No, like if I'm out of shape right now, I'm gonna be in shape by the time that season. What started. doesn't make sense is majority of the planet goes on a job interview. Gilbert was on a job interview, mm -hmm. and he did not take the job interview as well as he should have. So instead of being on the board and being a lottery pick, he ended up working in the mail room <laughs> and to work his way up the secret to my success. So you knew he that. Go Michael may, may, you knew that. that. You I knew also that time, knew, first of all, right before the final four, right, Gilbert missed like three free throws in a row, right? Gilbert misses like three free throws in a row. And he's, oh, I'm so mad. Just wait before the final four. And he grabs by it, he goes, fucking kick this thing. And I was like, you won't do it, knowing damn well he will, <laughs> right? He punts the ball to the top of the arena, right? Now, mind you, this is like the most serious practice before like you leave to go. And Lute Olsen got so mad because that's what Lute Olsen, like he doesn't care if you're crazy or not. Lute Olsen is the same person. Gilbert, what? Gilbert, no one else is getting that. You go up there and get that ball. Like there is no talking to this man. There is none. And he didn't go get it. No, he wouldn't got it. Got he wouldn't got, yeah, got, got, got it. He wouldn't got it. I go get it. You know, yeah. I kicked it, but he wasn't gonna stop me from kicking it. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna stop me from kicking. It's <laughs> to stop me from kicking. So it. if that friend tells you, like, all right, just just wear the tie to this job interview, and you got the job, you're not gonna work in the middle. They're gonna move you right up. I no. listen to that friend. No. no, that's not how. I this don't know. Works. It is, my brain didn't work like that. I'm just. I'm like, just, I, I'm like, just what's so funny what people is people are thinking. My brain didn't even work on that. Was hurt. That's hurt my draft. That didn't even went. That just went through my process. Like, damn, maybe all of that did my draft. Like, <laughs> but you I, can't. But I never thought about that when I got drafted, and that was the reason that I probably went second round. But, but, it didn't even my behavior did not. But it all it <laughs> come is, into play. is it it perpetuated the same behavior because all of a sudden he gets in the second round and gets his contract of 66 million before everybody else. And so, so all of a sudden, looking back, there's no regret. Like, <laughs> there's no regret. But as a, okay. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> as a, of the two of you in that same scenario, for a guy that did follow all the steps and things worked out for you the way they did and they worked out well, it wasn't really the right path to take, but it worked out. But does that frustrate you if it, you see that? No, 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 because our makeup is different. Yeah. Our, our makeup and how we go about things, like some of the things that he does, like I am, the people would never believe this, but I'm much more introverted than people believe. Like cameras, friends, jokes, talking, telling stories, out there. The minute I get out around like people, like 
it's I'm, it's very selective. Like my mood and like my energy goes up and down. Like so, I am not as confrontational as Gilbert is when it comes to things. I don't want people to. I don't want any more attention on me that's necessary. I don't like. I just like like I like to troll. Mm-hmm. We like like if it's between us. If we're in a room, yeah, it will be bashing. But you put us out there in public. I'm a lot more reserved where he's like, hey, everybody, watch this shit, right? And that's just that's just the difference in our personality. So I would never, like, I would ask why I would go and tell him, like, yo, you got to chill out because my eyes see things from a more of a conservative, like, standpoint. But that being said, I am still, like, crazy. Like, and I, and I say that saying that, like, there's a lot of shit that we've done. Like, when I got sent home from Vegas, right, my freshman year, I got sent home from Vegas, he wasn't even there, I know you probably heard the story, <laughs> I got sent home from Vegas, me and Ruben Douglas got sent home because the MGM Grand, they had these long hallways and our rooms were at the very end of the hallway, right? And so we were going back and forth, we were 18, we were about to play in a tournament in Vegas at Arizona, and we just start running down the hallways and kicking all the doors on our way to our room, then we'd open our door, go in, and then we'd peek out, and see all the people looking around, like what the hell was going on? Like I was doing immature shit too. Dumb shit, kids. Wait, you got sent home for that? I got sent home. Me and Ruben Douglas got sent home from Vegas. Oh yeah, like I, I literally posted something on my Instagram, like Linda Cohn giving the interview. It's like uh, freshman uh, Arizona Richard Jefferson and Ruben Douglas were sent home for what Lute Olson called childish behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did? How did, yeah. yeah, how did I? <laughs> so he, he laid the groundwork for you. Basically, because I took a whole koi fish out the pond <laughs> and put it in front of one of our teammates' doors. See, I push limits with a line, mm. but my but I, I actively am trying to push limits just because mm-hmm. it, it, I get bored if I don't. He pushes limits with no lines. Like, his goal is to extend the lines. Like, I, was whole, the Adidas commercial? No, a whole fish yeah. flapping, oh. and, then, and then hit him with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> but see, but see, that's where I would used to get him, too. Like, nothing happened. Wait a minute, that mind, that mind of you killed a koi fish, basically. No, 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 no. no. It was alive. It was alive, they put it, it back in, but it was just, imagine opening your door, and then there's a koi fish bouncing, and then someone spraying. This dude. But no, I didn't get in trouble. That's, kind of, that's what I'm saying. I did, like, I've never gotten sent home Keeping and- a door, taking a fish out of a pond. So that's what I'm saying. How do you get sent home? And I was like- There's a thousand examples of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I never, like, I never got like, bitched. It's like, it's like, look, look <laughs> do you need any more? Does Michael Jackson have to record any more music in order for you to think he's a great artist? He already has a catalog. He doesn't need to do anything else crazy. He's already got a catalog. Like, I would just want, like, that's why I said, I, no. I, I have to just give Lute Olsen his, woo, because the things I did, I should have been benched, kicked out the school. Most likely in prison. Yeah, yeah. Some, some sort of, some sort of, like, <laughs> some sort of prison. He gets sent home for kicking doors? I shot. Yeah, no, security called. Security you remember? called. Security called, and they, well, were, they, were, well, they had to sell. We, they, they, we had, like, four of us doing it. And they could only take down two. They couldn't take down half the team. So they oh, just like, what, I was a sacrificial lamb. What's the name? Bobby Olsen got the call. Somebody got the call. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Bobby Olsen got I the call on me. My high school coach, my high school coach drove out. He was driving to Vegas to watch the game. Ooh. And all of a sudden at like 11 o'clock at night, coach calls us in and says, you've been, you gotta pack your stuff, you gotta go. And uh, it was just funny because like my high school coach was going out there, had no idea this is pre-cell phones and all yeah. sort of stuff. So I was just like, well, uh, hey, Luke, can you leave coach some tickets? 
Yeah, no, man. It was it was crazy, man. We had so it much is. fun. And, um, and that's why I'm glad to see Gilbert getting and doing the podcast and doing more media stuff because his story is funny. And it, it is, it, he he does such a good job. And he's seen a lot, been a part of a lot. I used to make fun of him because Adidas wouldn't give him a Nike commercial, right? And I hurt his feelings. I hurt his feelings. I'm like, Gilbert, you're far better than me. And I've had like three Nike commercials. What, like, why did you sign with Adidas again? But no, that's cool, man. Like, those, those shoes look awesome. Love the Agent Zeros. I can imagine what happened right after that phone call. Oh. You three commercials. You just gotta know how to trigger him. Yeah. You gotta know how to trigger him. That's all. Once you know how to trigger his bad Come behavior. on, so imagine, imagine, imagine him going in front of me mm -hmm. and then Jersey and then the championship. Mm -hmm. Hurts. Yeah. It hurts. No. <laughs> and it's like, you want friends. I'm going to be out you, of the league. You, and want, the championship. you want friends that are genuinely not happy for your success. <laughs> like, I look, everybody talks about having people around you that support you, but you there, you also have to keep some people, maybe not in the front of the line, but at the back side and in the back pocket of people that are not happy for your success. So you know who you're pissing off when you're successful. You like this. I'm yeah. That was luck. Yeah, I want to know who my I <laughs> want to know who my haters are. That was luck. So I can be like, hey, Gil, man, we should grab dinner. Look, when I'm done with the postseason, look, dude, Gilbert, we should grab dinner. It's gonna be a couple more months, but like, you'll be in LA, I figure, right? But yeah. well, hold up, there was a time though that maybe you moved moved ahead, um, and you saw this. So no, 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 no. You got to think about it. No, see, mm, that doesn't work with him. So <laughs> you go to the finals twice, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> hey, y'all in the finals, right? Yeah, 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 you know, I'm just about to sign this 65 million. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah. Leave me tickets. It was like, look, dude, it, like, leave me tickets. The fun part about it is that, like, while you're happy for someone's success, like, dude, I'm glad, because Gilbert's gonna make a bunch of money. Like, I also now get to make fun of him and, mm -hmm. and say that, like, <laughs> you know, call him trash and say he's awful. Like, I've done so many things for this dude. When his knee was bad, I had Jason Kidd. I, like, grabbed Jay Kidd, not Jay. Will you talk to Gilbert? Because he won't listen to me. <laughs> After a game, Jay Kidd went and told him, was like, dude, look, man, if your knee is bad or if, if you just need to get it, don't fight through the season and prove something. Just shut it down. Like, a week later, a week and a half later, he shut it down, mm -hmm. right? But it was like, I've gone out of my way to protect this idiot, and he just, it's still, like, one, one <laughs> out of 50. It works for a little while. One man. out of 50. But when you saw him all NBA, all star. I was pissed off. I was pissed off. I was pissed. Off. I part the, the listen, this goes back. People understand, I have a gym at the University of Arizona, the Richard Jefferson Gymnasium. The only reason why I donated that money <laughs> and put my name on that is because they were going to call Gilbert next. That is no lie. And Gilbert had the money to do it. <laughs> And Gilbert would have they loved, loved. They, yeah. Oh, they were like, yeah. And that's how they triggered me. They're like, well, you know, because Gilbert had just signed a huge contract. So they're <laughs> like, they're looking for this practice gym. They wanted to be one of Lou Olson's guys. Like, you, you know, you're one of our first calls. I think Steve Kerr, like, hadn't become Steve Kerr. Like, he was, you know, mm -hmm. they, so they were looking at guys, which were like, you know, Damon Stoudemire, guys that had made a good amount of money. And they were like, you know, I, I think they're going to, you know, they're, the, Gilbert is, is on our list of people that they want to call. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> You guys don't want his name. You don't, you don't want to stay me. with you don't, you don't. Like, you'll have to change it to three different names over the period of time. Like, it's going to be really strange. So just, just put my name on it. Don't call Gilbert. So I was never happy for his success. Because, like, I was never an all-star, right? Even though I felt like I should have been a couple years all-NBA. Yeah, yeah. Like, never any of that. But 
ultimately, I, I won a championship, and so. Yeah, see, you see. What, Did you call to say congratulations? No, no. Yeah. I wouldn't even want that call. I would send him the voicemail if he yeah, called. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That, that, no. no. Okay, wait. Did you root for him to win or lose? When I put Tell my, the truth. No, no, I put money in him. No. So even if he won, you won. I, I went on. That's when uh, that was a year when I went on Instagram and told everyone that if they're, uh, if you got your money on uh, Golden State, you're about to lose it all. He had more confidence than we did. <laughs> he had a lot more. He had a lot more. Confidence. I laid it down. I said, and I gave the reasons why. And I said, if the game falls on a Sunday, if the game, if the championship game falls on a Sunday, and they have Golden State winning by anywhere from two to three. Cleveland's gonna win. If they have it winning, if they have Golden State winning by five to seven, Golden State's gonna win. It's gonna be a 10-point blowout. So I said Vegas wants you to bet the other way. So given Golden State only three, everyone's gonna take that Golden State bet. So I said, <clears throat> and then when I looked at it, I said, don't put your money on Golden State today. And boom. The dude, the dude, like, yeah, the dude's a lot smarter than he looks. But uh yeah, I didn't And know we win I, because I of, we win. Hey, and they win because this is my man right here. You know, I, I just I got I got it's, to contribute. I got yeah, to, yeah, as, got, as long as I got to contribute, got, as long as I got see, to contribute. That's, that's a no, but it's it's only because he knows now he can say crazier stuff to me. <laughs> now he can say, "Oh, you're trash," and you Ron and blah blah blah. But like, no, I, I try and tell people like part of the reason why, even though like I recruited Gilbert, even though we were mean to each other, even though like competitive, it's like you root for him because I know who he is at the end of the day. And I know he's a competitor. I know that stuff. That's why I can make fun of him when Braun whispers in his ear and he breaks two free throws, <laughs> right? Like that's why I find that, that shit hilarious. But, but ultimately like the kids, you know, today are people that don't know, people that played against him know. But like you, people don't understand how good Gilbert was. The knee injury, that stuff, that bothered me because we are a part of the same Arizona family. So when his knee went bad, I thought he was going to go down as the greatest player to ever like go to Arizona by a large gap. He's got an argument now, but there was going to be a large gap if it wasn't for that. Because if you were to try and compare him today, and I've said this before, it's like imagine John Wall with like Damian Lillard's jump shot. Like that is the best way to describe the combination because Gilbert was shooting from 30 feet back in the day, but then he was also a blur in transition and the ability to finish in that athletic. And that'll probably be the last compliment I give him. And I'll probably keep saying <laughs> it over and over again so I don't have to come up with a new compliment. Is it the first time you've given him a compliment since that? Uh, we give our, it's just, no. we give Let, Left handed other, compliments we, yeah, we don't give really count. Compliments like that. Nah, we, you know. I, he's here. <laughs> Did you ever congratulate him on winning a championship? Not would, winning money off that. Why would I, why would I do no. that? No. That's not our... That, like, why would I do that? But like, the way that you got that three games to one, bro. that's like the ultimate bragging mm, right now. That's not our... No. That's, that's not, sweetest win. I, I, Am I right? <laughs> sweetest win. Yeah, yeah, but that's he knows it's going to be used against him, yeah, so he'll never like, congratulate man, me in that matter. Uh, mm. yeah. So I have, no, I have no desire to even accept... Like, if he were to call me... <laughs> Like I would send him straight to voicemail. There's yeah, no, see, there's yeah. no lie. It has to be like, you know, like in a group chat, and you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Iggy Richard, yeah, y'all won championships, congratulations. <laughs> He's like, I'm still getting paid today. Yeah, you just put it all in one. I'm still group. getting paid right now. So he could just look at it and be like, oh, okay. But I know you like to be original, and you like to do things that nobody else has ever done, just to say that you did it, and to do what they did, no one had ever done, and no one can ever really take that. Away from you. He's not so you got to be envious of that. Oh, he is. He is envious because. Don't admit it. No, Don't admit no, it. Look at, look at no. It. He's envious. He's envious. But just like, 
like, look, real talk, like, I am envious of his All-NBAs and his All-Stars. Like, I know how hard he worked for him. I felt like maybe looking back, I could have worked harder. You know, that's, I think everybody feels that way. But, you know, ultimately, I wouldn't, you, trade, all, I wouldn't trade all of his accomplishments for my championship. Do you do, you do that? Why? Sometimes, like, you'll look, at the, you'll look back and say, man, I wish I would have, like, worked a little bit harder. Yeah. Like, I, I was so funny as I did that. And I worked hard, and, I'm, and I see. I think I seen James Harden. Just, I think he just had sixty, mm. and then um, went back into the arena, started working out again. Yeah, I was like, what? I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, you know what? I like think, just, I think, I think so many people. And again, dude, like we both had long careers. We both accomplished, you know, as much as we could accomplish. But I think so many people look back and be like, you know. I didn't learn a great, great summer work ethic until I was probably like in my 30s, mm. right? Because you get drafted in my first couple of years, I was playing in so much postseason. And the old NBA was like, when the postseason's done, you just shut it down. Cause you're doing, this was double practices and you know, two a days for the first six days of practice. So your body was exhausted and there was no rest days. It was 82 games. Like that, that's yeah. what you did. If you could go, you could go. There wasn't as much amenities and so, like you look back as like, and then I went to the finals and then I did USA basketball. So my first couple of years were just like, you awesome. get like six weeks off. And so I was sitting down. So then all of a sudden you lose in the first round, you know, give her knows this, you lose in the first <laughs> round and you have like months off, months you have off, months really. off. And I'm just like, dude, I ain't doing shit <laughs> for months. And it, it probably took me till I got into like my thirties, you know, my early, like, you know, 29, 30, where I was like, yo, I need to work out hours, hours every day. And like, yeah, Kobe Bryant, there's some great ones that were ahead of the curve and understanding that. Like for me, I was always so exhausted, but now looking back on it, it's like, dude, if I would have had to do it over, this is what I would have done. This is how I would have approached that. So um, yeah, I think, I think more people have that, mm -hmm. not necessarily calling it regrets, but just like, oh, I could have done this harder, this harder, this differently. I would have lived here closer to this gym and shit like that. But that team, that Nets team that you came on, think about the way you came to league, that it was like just a Wild West in, in Golden State, where you had pros, you had Jay Kidd running the show, you went right to the finals, you know, like you had to catch up to that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it was just a lot. I actually was mad that we did that, and, you know, Brandon Armstrong's my boy, don't take this the wrong way, but I was mad. I was like, dude, he's not better than Gilbert. I was so confused. Um, Joseph Forte, there was a bunch of guys that went over him, and I was really, really confused. And... Um, I was like, just thinking to myself, like that Nets team, like, ah, could you imagine if we would have had Gilbert, if Gilbert would have been that, like, not so we, we might've beat the Spurs. We wouldn't have beat the Lakers, but we, we, if Gilbert was our backup two guard at that time, it'd been him, him and Kerry Kittles. Yeah. We probably would have beat the Spurs, but you know, we were just fine. I would, you know what? My life would have been miserable had him been there. Well, so I was well, glad he wasn't I'm thinking, there. I don't know. I don't know if I would have turned out the same player though. I, I, you would have, because I would have had early success. Yeah, I would have had early success when yeah. Golden State, the the failure of not playing, and but you would have because you would have because you would have been more of a player that was in the limelight. So the money is the same if you average twenty points a game for a shitty team or if you average fifteen points a game for a team going to the finals. No, but see, you got to remember anger, anger sitting on the bench, anger of my situation is what. Oh, you set were going to sit on a bench set, a ton for. I know, but, but, Don't but, set me in a, but it set me. But that's what set me in a gym all day. That's fair. That's you know, fair. that's and that's what I looked at. Like, if I would have went in, even if I came in three, four, five minutes, that's still three or four or five minutes more than I played here. I was I was benched. 
And I'm benched for a, a group of knuckleheads. So it's like so. So the anger that's built that that's that was building is what. But the, I mean that's and but to your point where you're where are when we. Because you gotta remember, I'm watching you guys and I'm sitting here like. Salty. Yeah, I'm not. No, no, no. I wasn't salty because I wasn't ready. Like it wasn't. You gotta remember. Like I'm I'm Jason Richardson. I'm I'm killing him in practice in a game. That's a different Jason Richardson. Like he's dunking on people. He's the, like you running up and down, catching lobs. And I'm like, I can't do none of that. I can't. And the game was different. The game wasn't scoring yeah. guard dominant. Yeah. Like it, it, it wasn't. It, it like, it, look, you had the AIs, you had the Steve Francis's, you had those guys that were just so over the top. But Gilbert was one of those guys that worked his way into that very, very quickly. Where it's like, you don't see that, like a, a second round pick working his way into, you know, being an all NBA player. Like that just, it, it happens very, very rarely. Some of it is scouts messing up. Two of it is like how hard someone works and their natural ability. So yeah, it, it was a different game, man. And like today's game, shit. My numbers wouldn't have changed in today's game. His numbers would have changed in today's game. His numbers would have changed. You don't no, because like I would have shot more threes, but I was always it's always dunks and layups. Like that's but always. But <clears throat> now you're dunks and layups. There's no big big guy back there trying to block. Yeah, but verticality. Remember back in the day, they used to have to go for blocks. Now those bigs just stand up there and be big, and you it's hard to go through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that verticality stuff sucks. Back in the day, everybody used to have to try and block a right. shot. So like you would shoot more threes, you would do that. So yeah, but even then, like. The shooting of threes, like, dude, my eyes were at that rim. Yeah. I wanted to get to that rim and catch body. So if I had a three-point, I had a wide-open three-point <laughs> shot, I would pump fake, still drive it at people. So you were right there, though, when that changed. And I'm thinking of Golden State, you know, being Cleveland at that time. So, but at what point did that change to where early 2000s NBA, which much more up and down, transitional, big, big driven, and now it's stretched out. Well, I think, I, in my opinion, it started It started with the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, with Steve Nash and that crew and how he just handled the ball and had all of the shooters around him. They also had Amari Stoudemire, who was absurd. Was, Amari Stoudemire, he is the reason why the Suns had that success. It was Steve Nash creating for them, but that space that he was taking up, rolling to the rim, that's what got all those three-point shooters <laughs> yeah, open, yeah, yeah. and they shot a lot of them. And so I think it started with them, and then I think you fast forward it, it started to grow, grow, grow. Then when Steph and Clay and those guys all got on the same team, it became such a weapon now of like, not only are we gonna shoot more threes, but you're gonna have the greatest shooters in the world shooting yeah. 10, 12, 15, 17 threes a night. And they couldn't say no to that with Steph and Clay together. You can't say no to it when it was successful. Right, but you were sort of, you, you were sort of doing that yourself. I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still, you gotta remember, still the East was, you know, the East is more rugged. So you're still, like, we had, I had more fun playing in the West because the West was sitting here like this. Like, the only time that we went up and down was against them. But other than that, it was grinded, playing Pistons. Yeah. They wanna score. But the team, they wanna score 82 to... points. Like, they ain't, they ain't got contracts to go after. But the it's... team that you tried to put together at that time, and you think of DC mid, uh, early 2000s, it was, uh, point guard like you, wing player Karan. We was in, we was in the same offense. So we was in the same offense. Mm -hmm. So it was more of a Princeton, two guards, two forwards. 
in the center. Princeton offense, man. See, I know people hate on it. It was underrated, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Princeton offense was fun because you got easy buckets without people having to work, and it made it better for guys like Gilbert because he didn't have to create for players. The offense would create for them so he could go do what he want. He could go score. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, we're going to run this play. So everyone touches it. Everyone, if you score, you score. Cool. This is basically your chance to go. And then in transition and stuff is for me. But no, I think the game has changed in the right way. I think it's scary to me that like kids are going to see Steph and Clay and the, and Dame and, and Brian, these guys shooting in half court because it's coming like that. It's just it's it, the 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 growth is coming. That's that's one thing. The one thing that's constant is change. And so there's going to be kids that see it. And so there's going to be a ton of people not that can shoot like Steph and Clay, but maybe that guys that are like quality shooters that now are shooting from so deep. So then the game just opens up the space. It's going to be a problem. There's going to be there's going to be so many three shot in the next like ten years. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is that Steph records is going to be broken at some point. Remember, Steph's yeah. records is... Five years old. No, no, not even five years old. The first five years of Steph's career was kind of shaky because of his ankle. So someone coming in has this five-year advantage of, you know, so his records could be broke. Yeah, and again, it, and, but, you know, like, his records, like, even, like, he just broke uh, James Harden's three-point record. Think about that. He didn't own the three-point record. James Harden did for like a month, for like a single month. He had like, <laughs> like, and Steph was on a crazy tear and he just broke the record. And you're sitting here like, to think that Steph didn't own that record. That was, that was James Harden, <laughs> right? Like James Harden, the stuff that he's doing too. So like, these, there's gonna be guys that come in and again, it could be, you have to, the difference between Steph and why I think his records will be hard is because that's his weapon. That's his weapon. Right, like breaking like Shaq's dunk record is impressive because that was his weapon. Yeah. Right, like he didn't, I don't say he didn't have anything else, but like that's what he did to dominate the world. And so even guys like, I think if you just told uh, Kevin Durant that all he could do was shoot threes, he could go break those records, in my opinion. He's as good of a shooter as Steph, but like he's got other weapons that he could go dominate with. So that's just a part of his arsenal. But like Steph, that is his. That's his arsenal, and so you're gonna have to get a player that's that's his arsenal, like James Harden, like him, and those guys. That's gonna be hard to find, but it's coming. And that's why I think you look back at this era, you're gonna say there was a greatness era, a greatness in scoring in this era. Who's the greatest scorer of this era? Is it Steph? Is it James? KD? LeBron James. Score. LeBron James. It was open as always. It was open as always. I hear exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I hear exactly what you're saying. And, and I, people might disagree with me, but understand this. The greatest scorer is not only its consistency, its longevity, and its amount. Now, it might not be these crazy bursts. Like for me, I was never like a 40-point a game. I was like every night you were going to get between between, on my best, you were going to get between like 17 and 30 every single night. I was not a nine points, 51, 22. No, I was just very consistent. LeBron James, playoff scoring, right? Playoff scoring. He passed Michael Jordan three seasons ago, and he's going to add to that, right? Or before his career ends. So to pass LeBron James in all-time playoff scoring records, somebody is going to have to do what? 
average 30 <laughs> points a game and go to like 13 NBA finals. That shit's not going to be broken. That, the, the playoff one's not. And then he's going to pass Kareem. So as much as we don't view him as a scorer, right? Like Steph's greatest shooter, Kevin Durant's greatest like weapon as a scorer because he's so big. But like, who's the greatest scorer? He's number four all time right now. You know, so funny. I had an argument with someone about that. And it was like, uh, it was like, uh, he's not even a, a, a natural scorer. And I was like, and that should be funny because <laughs> the guy who's a fast, per, a fast uh, pass first thinker has beaten out two dominant scores. Guys that like, just scored they first. They just scored first and and that's not a disrespect. So how do you like <laughs> so how do you say he's not <laughs> 25 points a game for 15 straight years? Like I know and it's weird, I know because it's weird when you when you you don't think of him as that. He doesn't approach the game as that, but when you look at the records, they are that. <laughs> See, yeah, and that's the and that's the that's the, so like if someone says who is the so, best natural score in the game today, everyone's gonna say, you know. KD. I would, yeah. yeah. But who's the best scorer of all time? <laughs> It'd be LeBron. That's when the number should, because that's longevity. Yeah, and but, but, and but, he could do anything he wants on the court. No, but it's long. you say longevity, like how did Kareem and Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Karl Malone get to that level? Kareem longevity? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was all longevity. So it's like when you're talking about the greatest scorers of all time, would you put Michael Jordan and Kobe and Kareem and Karl Malone mm -hmm. up there? But you don't consider Braun, even though he's about to pass all of those guys. But that's <laughs> well. So would you say so Kareem absurd, is Kareem, Kareem? Is he the greatest scorer? If he's at the top of Kareem the list? Kareem is the greatest basketball. Never, never shot a three. Kareem is the great greatest basketball player that ever played. If you look at like his dominating college, his like career in the NBA. LeBron James is probably the greatest basketball player ever built. Like built as far as like can do all of said things. I think Kevin Durant is probably the greatest offensive weapon we've seen. Like, if you're just going specific skills, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter specific that we've ever seen. I think Michael Jordan is the the, the greatest combination of like 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 focus and determination and like clutch because when he got a hold of the throne, he'd never let it go. And I think Kobe Bryant is like that guy that just like he saw he saw MJ as perfection and worked in 20 hours a day to achieve that perfection. So I think when you're talking about GOATs, there are legitimate categories that you can place all of these guys in. And that's the way to have the conversation. It's yeah. not just one guy and it's a broad brush. Yeah, because you know when you say it in football terms, it's hard to say who's the best football player or the best, who's the GOAT, because you, you have so many different positions. In the NBA, it's the same thing too. And there's no disrespect to Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady, like, what, what's not to like about the dude? But when people talk about, like, who's the greatest athlete, right? Like, America, especially because, he, you know, he's got that ring. It's like, how many people are playing football in other countries? Right? In the United States, yes, Tom Brady is that dude. But ultimately, like, LeBron James or Michael Jordan are having to play against players from all around the world that are playing said game. Mm -hmm. So, like, the talent pool in that game is exponentially higher than the talent pool in football. So, like, yes, your dominance in football is outstanding. This is not a critique of you. But if you're talking to me, if you're talking about the greatest of all time, it has to be things like boxing, tennis, um, I would say basketball, soccer. 
right? If your sport does not include the entire world, it's hard for me to call you a goat from outside of your sport, right? Like, yeah, you're the goat of this or you're the goat of that, but like tennis or golf, like that means you're dominating the whole world. When Tiger Woods was dominating, anybody in the world that can pick up a golf club, <laughs> go see that man. Mm -hmm. And in football, and, and even in baseball, there you know, there's South Americans, there's this, but and you know, it's in Asia, it's growing, but I don't think it's as, it's not as worldwide, but it is worldwide. You know, it, I would rank football probably of the three major sports as probably the least international, uh, even if you're including hockey. I like that. Never you can about steal it. it. You can yeah, steal no, it. No, no, not too late. That. <laughs> Unless we edit it out. <laughs> you control this shit. All right, let's do this. So we do the segment Ask Agent Zero. Okay. And this could be anything, so obviously be careful here. But anything that comes to mind that you've always wanted to know about Gil? Or pick his brain about, even. All right. One thing. You are allowed one thing, one moment to do over. What would it be? One thing. I know there's multiple, but just one. There's probably You're thousands. about on the basketball court or in No, life. no, no. I'm talking about, like, it could be... It could be how you handled an injury. It could be how you handled a situation. It could be how you handled a relationship. It could be how you handled anything. You are allowed. God is looking at you and saying, listen, mm -hmm. I know you've done nothing to deserve this, <laughs> but you're allowed one thing that I'll allow you to go redo or change the way you approach it. Mm. Charlotte. Okay. April 3rd. Okay. In Charlotte, after the game. What did you do? I, uh, I questioned Eddie's decision on not starting Brendan. And? Because we ended up, lo <clears throat> we ended up losing, and I was like, shouldn't we be getting ready for the playoffs? We should be getting ready for the playoffs, and we over here around with the lineup. And then he was like, let me do my job like I let you do your job. <laughs> Next day. I was benched. I got my I was uh, I got my starting spot taken away from me. Why did you get your starting spot taken away? Because they thought I was going to be late, which I wasn't late, but it was because of the, the argument the night before. So, the so we was on the back to back. So we was oh, oh, so, so we was like on Char Charlotte and Charlotte. Okay, okay. So it was Charlotte in Charlotte and then home versus okay. Charlotte. So I challenged them in Charlotte, which I never, you know, never yeah, done before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and I was just, a man. but it was just, Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Eddie and Michael Corn, that was the nicest. This was a never, never, we never had any problems. It was just, I was frustrated that we were losing when we should be trying to get ready for the playoffs because yeah. now our whole team just got back. Yeah. So the next game, uh, I bench come into the game, and then that's where Jared Wallace. April 30th. Mm -hmm. April, April 3rd. April 3rd, like I said. It was so, it was one of those like. One thing led to the next thing that led to the next thing. thing. And it just, it's just a, that's the, that's it's just a crumble yeah, of it. And I wouldn't even call that the karma. I, I understand what you're saying because like ultimately those things are a lot more commonplace. But it was, it was karma because he was right. Like I let you do your job. So the fact that he's never, he never questioned on how I play the game. He just let me play the game. I shouldn't have questioned how he was coaching. But, that's, but those are conversations that lead to growth, right? Like, you recognize that he was right. Maybe now. I don't know how long it took you to realize he was right in that moment. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> just had to be asked the question. <laughs> you just asked the right question. Now. 
There you have it, people. <laughs> Hey, it takes time for me to realize some shit when I don't want to realize. I mean, it. he eventually learns, right? Just not when you need him to. We are, me and Gilbert are more similar. We're a lot more similar. <laughs> stubborn, hard-headed, very stubborn, thick-headed. Very, we will do the opposite just because you're telling us not What's to do it. Uh, he has another layer that that I don't, <laughs> but I relate to him so so much. But. Yeah, no, I, like I, I, if I had to look back, there were a couple of things very similar to that that I would do over. I think that's the coolest thing about the two of you and your friendship is that you are similar in that way. You said you're more introverted. You're introverted too in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. You kind of like to be left alone so you know if I do this, this is what I have to do so people will be, you know, set in their, they'll be able to leave me alone. Yeah. Your thing is don't put me in the box. Yeah. I'm going to climb out of yeah, it. Yeah, I just uh, yeah. cut a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I'm still in but then, here. Like, if you get messed with, and you do this too, you clap back at people. Whereas you would think the introvert wouldn't want, you would just let it let it go by. I, I pick and choose, because obviously social media and given my job, but a lot of times <clears throat> I'll use it as an opportunity to just express sarcasm, because that makes me feel better, yeah, yeah. right? When I just have to deal with insanely stupid people, like, it feel better feel better about yourself because not know, about whatever. myself. It just it helps me tolerate the world that we live in mm -hmm. a little bit better when I have to just when I can just sarcastically like somebody somebody sent this long message to me about how like I was calling and we were doing an NBA TV game. I was actually calling a Brooklyn Nets game, but it was an NBA it, the Brooklyn Nets feed like the stream that they put out was getting taken and put on NBA TV. So I have this guy come in my DMs and he's like, you're a effing homer, you're the worst. All you did was talk about the Nets. You should never work for the NBA. It just goes on this rant. And I was like, okay, let me explain this to you. And basically the explanation is when NBA TV takes a game of the week, mm -hmm. they take the regional broadcast. So when you hear this on NBA TV, you're not listening to an NBA national broadcast, you're listening to a regional broadcast. So I get to explain this to this man. It's like, oh, let me give you some free game. I'm not working for the NBA. I'm actually working for the Yes. If you would have listened to the MSG feed, you would have heard Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier. So while you are upset, you are misinformed and you are an idiot. So from here on out, how about don't complain? So those are my favorite moments to just really just like cut and dig into their soul. Just to be like, not only are you complaining, but you're an idiot about what you're complaining about. So, but he blocked me after that, which I felt like it was a good interaction. <laughs> but then you give him the satisfaction of a response, but he's just an idiot and he doesn't deserve it. But he didn't know. He didn't know. Like he didn't somebody, know he was an idiot. He didn't know he was an idiot. That's the most dangerous <laughs> idiot. You didn't know. So now maybe I save the next broadcaster, or maybe he has an intent. Next time he turns on and it's like he hears like Mike Breen and so and so. He's like, oh, they must be taking the feed from the Knicks. They're not taking this feed, so maybe I shouldn't get all riled <laughs> up because they're talking about the home team so much. Saving the world from one idiot. No, I didn't. And time. I use laughter. Well, I use but la you I use laughter. You see on Instagram, I try not five par paragraphs to one person. I'm like, yo, just the guy doesn't just leave him alone. He's ten percent no, of it's the people. Fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to troll the trolls. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I don't get into like arguments or battles or any of that. If if I can't hit you with like 
a very rational inset, like insult that I don't get into a back and forth, yeah. mm. right? Like that, that's not like somebody will say things to me and like, even if they go personal, like there is no gain. Like these people with 28,000 tweets and they like mm-hmm. are just constantly like talking shit. Like it's not their, it's like, what are you gonna gain there? But if you can hit them with something or like if they say something disrespectful and they misspelled a word, you just correct <laughs> the spelling for them, right? <laughs> Like those are just things that literally cut the people's soul, and I just yeah, yeah. I, I did, like, <laughs> they kill me on that shit. I misspelled some like yeah, some word, and you just like now I gotta like, erase the whole thing. Like, but that's your thing. You, got you come to snatch a soul. I just troll. Like when I'm bored, I just sit there. So you are. Look, I just, guess you that you. I use that you are a troll because I use I use I use social media for laugh. Like I like I don't like reality in a sense. Like I like to try to make it seem fun. It, you know, we do so, the same. We do. You know, so things. like I don't want like if I see something like I seen uh, uh, two kids they tried to rob a guy for his car and then he ended up beating the kid up, throwing him on the ground, and the kid starts yelling like some guy starts yelling now and he runs off. See, I don't comment on posts. And I started <laughs> and I and I thought Who are that you was following? I thought that was videos? like hilarious. Like I thought it was hilarious because the kid went up with so much like yeah, give me a car and the white guy was like really. Slap. <laughs> see, I like. See, and I, then his friend runs, and I'm like, "What was this? This is hilarious. What kind of attempt of robbery was this?" See, I, I like <laughs> to do more subtle things, like, like, like Sports Center will post something about Braun, and I'll just comment like, uh, "Lucky shot," or "He's trash." People go. Yeah. Ballistic, and I'm sitting here like, aren't you his teammate? Teammate, you buy? And the, the best part about it, the the part that really just like like feeds my soul, is when I see people in there that know I'm joking and find it funny, arguing with people that don't know oh, I'm well, kidding. Because yeah, yeah. now they're calling the other person an idiot. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the yeah. Indian Army, tell them there's my team. There's my team. It's a joke. Take a joke. It's hard to read the sarcasm, though. I don't care. Yeah, that's the part of it. Come on. And LeBron would know it. You would know it. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. It's like, like who are you as a, gro- a whole grown man trying to argue for another <laughs> grown man on social media? That is, like, I know that there are things that are socially acceptable just because this is the world we live in. But if you ever take a moment and step back, it's like, hey, you realize that you sent a, a 40-year-old man like a long message uh, for the world to see because he said he didn't like a, your favorite player. Like, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. And you're like, oh, that, that's, that's what it is. So that's where I get enjoyment out of trolling. His trolling is a little bit different. I just... I just do the opposite. I see everybody's cheering for this person. I'm going to go on this person's side. And oh, yeah. Oh, when you get, when people are like, God, Jefferson's always on social media. And I'm like, how do you know? No. Yeah. Unless you're always <laughs> on social media also. I get paid to comment under ESPN Sports Center. What are you doing while watching it? What are you doing? Don't tell me that I'm always on social media if you always see me. Because you know what that means? You're always on social media. See, these are the stupid people that yeah. we have to like work with. Oh, I know. And I think we struck a nerve here, but the point is you don't always have to respond. That's to not that. true. It's fun. As long fun. as you respond, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, fun. It's fun. It's fun. Tell me how to have fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't judge me in my fun. What do you Just think? Just um, I mean, you, you do your what you're fun. Yeah, well, I don't ju- I don't judge you when you dress up the way you do. Mm. Throwback. Like grown man's jersey <laughs> on your back. All the time. Like you're every probably want to be, hey, everybody, <laughs> don't say anything bad about Griffey. Guess what? After this, you're going to be like, that was nice. I'm going to break up. And that, I guarantee you, next episode, you're going to wear a baseball jersey. I guarantee you. 
I have a real one. See? <laughs> Just to prove he has a real one. I have a real one signed. Yeah, cool. I knew it. By the guy. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> see you next episode. <laughs> yeah, see you next episode. Well, on that note, that's a, we have something to look forward to. Yeah, can't wait. Um, this was great. Always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you guys. Way overdue. This wasn't personal that we didn't have you in sooner. Um, just. I didn't care. I'm never gonna ask. Once he asked me, once he asked me, once he asked me, I go as long as he'll come back on road tripping. Me and Channing. No, that's public. No, that's public. No, it's public. He already said he was gonna come back on. Who? I'll tell you what. You tell. I, well, you can come on, but who should we pair you with? Should we pair you with Karam? Would you want to tell some stories with Karan about the old Washington? You know Karan's serious though, right? I know, but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> that's what makes it fun. For you and us, because you get the poke. I get the poke. I like to poke people. Wait, why do you want to be paired with anybody? No, because like it's fun. It's, it's, I, the conversation, like we've all told so many stories and we have so many, but when like, like just adding Channing to like our already, <laughs> yeah. and then adding Nick, it just makes the stories that much more like, like different because you get, you get four different perspectives of the same train wreck, right? I feel like when you had Nick, you and Nick together, though, it turned into an intervention. No! Well, it, definitely, it definitely was. It always is an intervention. <laughs> always. always. Everyone's always trying to stop him from doing what he's doing. But like Nick was... Like the, the younger brother on the couch that was like, look, man, you've been hurting me for years. I just and he had help from the old. <laughs> yeah, but that's guy. the way. But that's the way Channing is with me. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. I'm just I like I love Channing's like my little brother. But like the way that like I treated Gilbert, like but he's a little different. It's the same way I treat Channing. Is the same way Mike Bibby and the, and Miles Simon treated me. Like it's just like this this tree <laughs> down the line of just messing. You always with the kick other. the. You always know. just. You always take care of them and you always look out for them, but you just give them a tremendous amount of shit. Yeah. If we don't give you shit, we don't care. And we don't care. That's what it is. That's the bond. The Arizona bond. Bear down. It might look rough to people on the outside, but if you're in the circle, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. And look, we at the end of the day, and, I, and I tell you, look, I, I, the best thing I ever heard, and it's true, if I ever say something that is offensive or that you're upset about, just text me. Just text me. And if you don't have my number, I probably don't care about your feelings. <laughs> That's how we're going to cut. It's a, it's a cold world out there. <laughs> For no chill, Gil. <laughs> you like Richard that one Jefferson? too, Gil? You like that one? You can steal that one. You got, I, I, stole it. I stole that one. I stole that one. I stole that one. That was a good one. I was like, That's, That's true. The, yeah. That's true. If, you know, seriously, if you're upset, if something really bothers you, just text me. Just text me. And we'll talk about it. You don't have my number? I don't give a about your feelings, so. Well, that's enough. Where's to live by? <laughs> this has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time.